0: This is video podcast 22 from learningradiology.com, Pelvic Trauma Part 1. Hello, I'm William Herring from Albert Einstein Medical Center in Philadelphia. In this video podcast, we're going to discuss pelvic trauma, stable and unstable pelvic fractures, and urethral and bladder injuries. In the next video podcast, we're going to discuss fractures of the acetabulum, and sports-related fractures at the pelvis. Imaging of pelvic trauma is first usually done using conventional radiography because it is the most available and provides important information. CT scans, especially with multiplanar reconstructions, are usually used for subtle fractures, especially those of the acetabulum, to determine the extent and exact anatomy of fractures that are already seen in complex injuries, especially those that are going to have surgery and for associated soft tissue injuries such as vascular and GU tract injuries. The pelvis consists of two arches or rings. The anterior arch is made up of the ischium and the pubic bone. The posterior arch is made up of the sacrum and the ilium. It's important to remember that when there are ring structures, fractures to one part of the ring frequently result in fractures to another part of the ring. So that when there is a fracture identified in the anterior arch, there will frequently be another fracture of the anterior arch or a fracture of the posterior arch. Pelvic fractures can be divided into stable and unstable fractures. Stable fractures are those which involve a single break in the ring or are peripheral fractures. They comprise the majority of pelvic fractures, about two-thirds. They're the result of moderate trauma, for example, falls. Unstable fractures are fractures of both the anterior and posterior arches. They comprise approximately 33% of pelvic fractures, and they're the result of severe trauma, for example, motor vehicle accidents. The stable fractures we're going to talk about are a solitary fracture of the ischial ramus, unilateral fractures to both rami, iliac wing fractures, also called Duverni fractures, and isolated sacral fractures. Solitary fractures of the ischial ramus are the most common of all pelvic fractures, occurring in about 40% of all pelvic fractures. They are also the most common stable fracture. They are usually seen in osteoporotic females. They are frequently called insufficiency fractures. And the red arrow is pointing to a sclerotic line, which is frequently the only finding at the site of the fracture of the ischium or the inferior pubic ramus. Unilateral fractures of both rami, if distracted, should alert you to the possible presence of other fractures of the pelvic ring. In this case, the red arrow is pointing to a fracture of the pubic bone and the white arrow to a fracture of the inferior pubic ramus. Iliac wing fractures are also called Duverni fractures. They are usually due to direct lateral compression of the pelvis, such as occurs in an intersection accident. Both the anterior and posterior arches remain intact in such fractures. They can lead to perforation of the bowel, which represents then an open fracture and is more prone to complications. The red arrows are pointing to the fracture of the iliac wing to which the white arrow is pointing. Isolated sacral fractures are usually transversely oriented. They are very difficult to detect and a lateral view can sometimes show angulation of the sacrum or coccyx. Isolated fractures of the sacrum, remember, usually occur transversely. Fractures of the sacrum that are associated with other pelvic fractures are almost always vertical in orientation. Unstable fractures represent about a third of all pelvic fractures. They include the Malgany fracture, straddle fractures, pelvic dislocation or sprung pelvis, and a bucket handle fracture. A Malgany fracture is the most common unstable pelvic fracture, about 14% of all pelvic fractures. It is a vertical shearing fracture that involves both the anterior and the posterior arches. It is therefore both anterior and posterior to the hip joint. The hip is commonly displaced upward. Clinically, it can resemble a fracture of the hip, and they most commonly occur through the pubic rami and through the sacrum. This is an example of a Malgany fracture. You can see the fracture in the ischium, the fracture in the pubic bone, and you can see the disruption of the left sacroiliac joint with elevation of the left hemipelvis relative to the right side. Sacral fractures associated with other pelvic fractures are usually vertically oriented, and it's important to always check symmetry of the sacral lines that represent the roof of the sacral foramina bilaterally this is a normal sacrum there are three sacral lines there's the roof of the first second and third sacral foramen and you should always look for the symmetry of the sacral lines one side to the other they're smooth and regular When there are fractures of the sacrum, as there is in this case, there is an asymmetry in the sacral lines. The left second sacral line, the white arrow, is pointing to a discontinuity that represents a fracture. And the left third sacral line, the red arrow, is pointing to an irregularity that also represents a fracture. There is a vertical fracture through the sacrum that is not visible on this conventional radiograph fractures are bilateral fractures of all of the pubic rami. The fracture fragments are usually elevated relative to the remainder of the pelvis and they are frequently associated with injuries to the urethra and to the bladder. This is an example of a stratofracture. The P is on packing in the pelvis. You can see there are bilateral fractures of the ischia and bilateral fractures of the pubic bones. The fracture fragments in this case are not elevated. Pelvic dislocation is also known as a sprung pelvis. This represents severe trauma. Sprung pelvis is usually associated with injury to the GU tract. The normal size of the sacroiliac joint is usually from 1 to 4 millimeters. The normal size of the symphysis pubis is usually about 5 millimeters. In a sprung pelvis, these will both usually be increased in size. This is an example of a sprung pelvis. You can see that there is marked widening of the symphysis pubis, the red arrow, and both sacroiliac joints, the yellow arrows, are widened. A bucket handle fracture is rare. It is a fracture of the anterior arch and the contralateral posterior arch. This is an example in which we see a fracture of the ischium on the right, a fracture of the pubic bone on the right, and We can also see disruption of the sacral lines on the left which indicate a fracture through the sacrum. Urethral injuries usually involve the posterior urethra, the membranous, or the prostatic urethra. They should be suspected in straddle fractures or in pelvic dislocations, sprung pelvis. A retrograde urethrogram, a rug, is usually performed prior to the insertion of a Foley catheter so as not to worsen the condition. This is an example of a rupture of the posterior urethra. You can see the contrast in the urethra and then a morphous collection of extraluminal contrast indicated by the red arrows that represents the contrast which is leaking out of the urethra through a tear. A ruptured bladder should be suspected when there is a straddle fracture or a sprung pelvis They are divided into extraperitoneal ruptures, which are more common than intraperitoneal ruptures, and a CT or a retrograde cystogram is usually necessary to demonstrate the rupture. Extraperitoneal ruptures, the contrast remains adjacent to the bladder. In an intraperitoneal rupture, the contrast usually flows freely as a result of rupture of the dome of the bladder. This is an example of an extraperitoneal bladder rupture. The B is on the bladder. There is contrast in the bladder. And you can see that there are fractures of both the superior pubic rami and both ischia. The red arrow is pointing to extraluminal contrast which is adjacent to the bladder that represents the extraperitoneal bladder rupture. This is a CT scan of an extraperitoneal bladder rupture. The B is on the bladder. There is contrast in the bladder. There's also a Foley catheter just below the B. There is air in the bladder that was introduced when the Foley was first inserted. And the red arrows are pointing to contrast, which is extraluminal in location, but surrounding the bladder, characteristic of an extraperitoneal rupture. This is a CT scan of an intraperitoneal bladder rupture. The B is on the bladder and you can see the contrast indicated by the red arrows which is now flowing freely through the peritoneal cavity and which is surrounding the loops of bowel in the peritoneum. This is a conventional radiograph of an intraperitoneal bladder rupture. The contrast was administered into the bladder through a cystogram and you can see that the contrast flows freely through the paracolic gutters. This is your mini quiz based on the material that we've just covered. Here's a 78 year old with hip pain following a fall. Examine this image. You can pause your computer or MP3 player. Well, This individual has a fracture of the anterior arch. The red arrow points to the fracture of the superior pubic ramus and the white arrow to the cortical discontinuity in the ischium. This case is included because individuals with pelvic fractures will frequently present with hip pain.